The world of marketing is ever-changing and can be confusing, frustrating, and outright exhausting. Welcome to Unbottling, the marketing podcast where experts share their experiences, stories, and best practices on online and internet marketing. Featuring Steve Wiedemann, former marketer for Disney, Skechers, and other well-known brands. Break through the hype with real marketing tips from industry leaders. This is Unbottleneck. Hey, this is Steve Wiedemann, and welcome to another episode of Unbottleneck, the podcast where we help solve common marketing problems. Uh, today is a very special day for us. We have, uh, we're honored by the presence of Mrs. Donna Donahue from U-Haul. We're going to be talking about local SEO. Um, Donna is responsible for about 22,000 locations. Um, she is the queen of the world. No, that's not that's what our <laughs> opening bio was originally, but we'll change that, is the uh, SEO strategist for U-Haul. She started her love for SEO with MozCon back in 2016. She's been with U-Haul. Uh, for about the greater part of four years out in Arizona and loves all things local search, organic search, and I happen to know she also loves glamping. So Donna, <laughs> thanks for, uh, for being on our show today. Anything I, I missed in our intro, tell us about yourself. Um, I don't, well, I don't exact, I don't exactly like glamping. I, I will go if I am forced, <laughs> as long as there's bathroom and uh -huh. a shower and no tents involved. Yeah. Um, that, that last trip that uh, that we got to hang out on was pretty fun. You have to admit, that was a lot of fun. Learned yeah. a lot of learned a lot of great things. Social distancing glamping—that's what all SEO. Is. Social distance glam. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've been, you've been with you all for about four years now, and uh, right. mm -hmm. I'm sure you've you've seen the ups and downs. And did did they have, have a former been. SEO that you had to come in to replace? Well, uh, actually, at the time that I was uh, given the position of SEO, I was a team of two. And mm -hmm. so there was, we had another SEO person that realized that the position was really too big for one person right. because nothing was kind of getting done and we weren't really seeing the needle move. And so they had a they actually had a listing out on Indeed uh, for an SEO specialist. And, and I saw it on Indeed and I went into my boss at the time and I was like, um, I thought you liked me. <laughs> and she said, and she was fairly new to our company. I was like, and she's like, I do. I like you a lot. I said, then why on earth would you post for an SEO specialist? I, I was like, I, 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 I love SEO. I would, you know, and she said, I had no idea. And I said, well, our other SEO guy did because I applied for his job. Right. So, yeah. so then that's she'll, that's um, awesome. they took the posting down and then I became, I became the SEO and was working um, with this other young man. Mm -hmm. And together we were working on, on the SEO for you all. And he okay. was doing mostly technical SEO and I was doing most of the on-page stuff. Okay. And so that's, that's incredible. That's, that's got to be overwhelming, though. I've, I've worked with a lot of franchises, you know, uh, here at Wiedemann. We've we've done some pretty, pretty uh, huge amounts of locations, but mm -hmm. never, never as many as 22,000. What's what's that responsibility feel like when someone says you're now responsible for making sure that all of our locations show up for all of our departments, um, you know, in, in Google and Bing and, and other search engines? What's what's that pressure like? Well, 
I mean, U-Haul is a, is a pretty great company. They, I would not say that anybody puts there. Of course, there's always pressure when you're working for a corporation the size of U-Haul. But I wouldn't say that anybody's like standing on top of my head and saying, you better perform this right now because I'm pretty good at explaining the reasons why we aren't performing. And when we are performing, I'm able to show when we're performing and where we're performing well. Um, the challenges with the 22,000 locations is not just that we've got 22,000 locations, is that we've got you know, two separate types of locations. We've got our U-Haul our centers, which are corporate owned, and then we've got what is our U-Haul dealers. Right. And so we've got like 2,600 centers and then the rest of them are all like, uh, for lack of a better word, franchises, but we, they're, okay. they're dealers. This is, could be like your mom and pop um, gas station who decides they're going to have some extra, you know, foot traffic and that foot traffic traffic, you know, gives them a little extra income. It's really a great opportunity if you, um, because U-Haul provides all of the, all of the marketing for them. And it, it's a good opportunity if somebody's looking to make some extra income during lean, lean times is to rent out U-Haul trucks and it's trailers awesome. and moving supplies. But the challenge with those locations is you don't have just like one location page say for everything for U-Haul, the challenge there is you've got a trucks page and then just over next to that, then you've got a trailers page, yeah. then you've got a moving supplies page, and then you might have a propane page and you might also have, and did you know, Steve, that U-Haul is the number one retail distributor of propane in the world? That's amazing. So, and then you might have a hitches page, depending on if that location is a hitches super center. And then you might have, um, there, there are some other, there are some other tabs that we have. So each location has a potential to not just have that one location page. It's, it could be up to 11 location pages. And so each, each and every one of those has to be optimized in and of themselves with separate and apart content that scale that's incredible so i, I got a question for you. okay when, when somebody says you know hey hey donna what in your opinion what is multi-location seo and and what are some of the best practices that you use at u-haul how would you answer that well you've got to solve for of, of course you know what google considers location seo you know relevancy um a lo location when how close is it to the center can't control proximity, right? Um, yeah, you can't, right. Uh, you also want to make sure, you know, solving for the searcher intent, you know, the, the whole near me thing, you want to, you know, solve for that. So we want to make sure that we're we're including the those keywords in our title tags. Of course, the URLs are what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, paying real close attention to our title tags, making sure roots we've like made sure that we've paid attention to the city state and in many cases the uh the zip code in our title sure. in our title tags and then to go to go further down we've uh really started to refine our h1s to okay. make sure that we're really getting that 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 near me or that near you type of a search so that people can like like when they're on their mobile device it's really honing in on that 
So that's that, a, lot of, um, a lot of tactical SEO um, for sure. You know, when, you know, when I when I think about when somebody comes to me and like like, hey, wait a minute, what what is this multi-location or franchise SEO thing you keep talking about? And I say, well, you know, the the idea here is if you've got hundreds or thousands of locations of your U-Haul or whatever, um, you know, it would be to make sure that our locations appear in the map section at the top of mobile and desktop search results. Um, and that's our city pages that have multiple locations in them appear below the maps uh, so that we get as much real estate as, as we can in local search and maybe even doing some paid search. Depending on, on the industry, we might be able to do local service ads, those neat little cards that carousel across the top of the search result, mm -hmm. our paid ads, mm -hmm. you know, that, um, you know, that we could use some local targeting, have location extensions on them at the map ads themselves. So there's now there's, you know, four different listings in a, um, in a desktop map pack, sometimes six in a mobile from what I've seen recently. Uh, so you've got your service ads, your paid ads, your map ads, and then you've got your map listings, and then you've got your organic listings. And the idea of local SEO, in my opinion, is to maximize how much of that real estate that you can get across the paid and organic channels. You know, when I think about, you know, what is it and what do we do from a best practice standpoint, it's going to vary by, you know, the different discipline. Um, speaking of which, one of those disciplines is we just mentioned maps. Um, I'm curious, you know, as you as you think about the the GMB and the Google My Business listings, um, you know, what are in in kind of your experience, how does how does U-Haul handle Google Maps? You know, for each of those departments and categories, you mentioned a few of them. Do you have separate listings for each, or how do you how do you in, in general um, you know handle appearing as prominently as possible for non-branded searches? You know, on map pack listings. Well, this is this has been a bit of a challenge for you, Hall, okay. um, because you know our main business model is, of course, our trucks. But we also do a very large business with trailers and storage, for example. So, one of the challenges in that is like, what do we list as our category, right? So, like, if you take, a, for example, um, public storage or um, spare foot or one of these other, one of our storage competitors that's all they specialize in so in their in their main category they're storage whereas we are trucks trailers storage propane moving supplies we have all, all of these so so these are things that you know we you know this is something that we we debate that we talk about and ruminate on and try to have to really work on is like, what is our main business model? What, what are we trying to accomplish? Uh, I do not, I do not work on um, the Google, my business uh, optimizations for you haul that is uh, managed by a very competent team in another department but I work really closely with them to make sure that my, the local pages that I am responsible for optimizing that, you know, our citations are, are matched up so that they're not listing a different address than what is on the Google, my business listing. And so I make sure that they stay, I stay in touch with them and say, Hey, these are the keywords that are ranking that we're optimizing our content for. And so let's make sure that we're like saying the same things on the descriptions on your, on your cards, and so we, we do work together very closely. So it's, it's, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's a lot of work when you have that many locations to deal with. You mentioned your centers, then you also have the, um, you know, the franchisees and, um, and working in franchise, I, I can tell you it's, it's challenges 
just barely begin when we start talking about the rogue franchises that want to do their own thing or will claim a listing that you're doing bulk uploads to and um, they, you guys must be using one or more like platforms to manage all that data accuracy and mm -hmm. and sync it through your own CRM, Salesforce or whatever. Um, that's got to be a lot of work for that other team. I can't even can't even imagine. Maybe maybe we can interview them at some point too and just kind of <laughs> talk through GMB. So you know when when you've got just a couple hundred locations, you know the the focus is you know it's pretty simple. It's you know the the data accuracy and making sure mm -hmm. that business information is correct the local landing page component of it which which you get to work on the you know the uh, citation or business listing growth um and in industries you know so if you're in dining you want to be in all those food directories and so forth um uh, and then of course the review reputation side of things so making sure right. that you know, we're we're always trying to get um you know good high quality ratings and reviews across different places, maybe even doing some first party reviews that you could use, you know, on those local landing pages. So those those four areas, you know, to me have, have been something that is easy to manage when you've got a few hundred locations. But when you get into the thousands and you've got some people who own multiple franchises and uh, there isn't somebody on site who can be involved in a little right. bit of the, the legwork that needs to happen for map rankings. Um, scaling that seems to be like the biggest challenge in the world. I, I can't even imagine what that team has to deal with every day. Um, do you get well, to hear any of it? Or? I hear I hear some of it. Um, sometimes when they um, when we're really uh, struggling to come into the map, or when we have some of our um, people will reach out to us and say we're we're really can't seem to get into the map they'll reach out to one want my team or their team and then we'll kind of get together and strategize and you know of course i can't give away any any real you know sure. insights as to, as to what we do to try to come together and make that happen so we'll save but, that for the next mapping trip <laughs> <laughs> i love my job so i don't want yeah. to do anything to cause say do or say anything to cause me to lose it um of course but uh, we, you know, we do work together to try to, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a constant struggle. And I think, um, you might know this better than I do, but Google just recently did an, an update with the featured snippets that, you know, they're not liking, especially big, I think this hurt big, uh, enterprise more than anybody else that they're not liking any of us to have, you know, front page, first page dominance. Yeah. So if we're going to like show one of our pages organically, I might have like just right in here in my neighborhood, I've got four centers within five miles of me and I don't even know how many dealerships. So which which location is Google going to decide that it's going to put in the first place position? And if I all get a snippet, is it going to go ahead and put all the rest of them on the second page? Right. So this is, you know, this is the thing. So do I actually now want to optimize to get that featured snippet because Google is, Google is now going to penalize me and put all the rest of my locations on the second page? Right. Yeah. That's a tough um, yeah. So, well, so we talked about maps a little bit, and I definitely think that that's something we can drive into a completely different podcast for sure. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the cool stuff you get to do, like with local landing pages. What are some of the attributes that you've noticed that have moved up uh, organic listings and, and kind of what are your challenges? You mentioned earlier, you started talking about tactical things like title tags. Could you go into that a little bit more? Sure. So we noticed that um, a some of our 
our pages were not really kind of, um, they were a little, kind of like a little flat and that there was a lot of duplication of content kind of like across the board. Um, and and <laughs> it is a challenge because a lot of it, of course, is, is templated, you know, how do you solve for 22,000 locations, right? And you drink a lot of Red Bull and you get your pen out. <laughs> you can't really just sit down and, and, you know, it's not like our pages are done on WordPress so right. that we, you know, we have the ability to go in and change each of those things, you know, one by one, where we could probably knock out all 22,000 locations in maybe a year if I had a whole team of content writers. Okay. Uh, so, of course, it's all it's all templated, right? So I started noticing that all of the, um, you know, all of the H1s were pretty much the same and they were pretty pretty generic, like um, you all moving in storage in Mesa, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So we looked at those, I kind of looked at those title tags and those H1s and in some cases the H2s and just kind of massaged them a little bit and include the city, the state and, and then the zip code. And okay. so that I, I feel you're like your, uh, your titles there. That's cool. The titles and, and then went down a step further and then modified the H ones so that this, I'm, I'm hoping to send these signals to Google, um, to like these, these are important attributes of this location. And right. so hopefully Google will, will pick that because we do have, you know, I don't know about where you live in your neighborhood, but you've probably got a U-Haul in every corner. <laughs> yeah, around here, I'm yeah. sure. So what, what other so, attributes? Have you noticed that, um, that things like uh, like location images or, um, you know, or I don't know if you guys are doing like like native ratings or reviews on the page, but what are some other attributes that are, that are unique between pages that you've noticed a difference? Um, if you're allowed to talk about it, of course. <laughs> I'm sure we could all look at the local landing page and point them out, but what do you, what, what do you feel worked for you? Well, structured data is real important. Okay. So I've, you know, I've, I've gone through and I've made sure that all of our local pages do have structured data on them and that all of the information on that structured data matches what's on the page. Right, so if you're and on the storage the, page, you're using the storage item type. And if you're on the, got it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, of course, that's again, a lot of like, each one has, each one has up, up to eleven um, pieces of structured data on. Sure. Yeah. So structured data, and it's again, it's just it's it's a challenge, and it's it's a challenge that I'm that I'm still facing. It's um, it's it's a daily one because not only do I have the local pages that I'm that I'm solving for, there's also uhaul dot you know uhaul dot com. So mm -hmm. that's that's another large portion of my job that I'm I'm solving problems and issues and challenges on on that site as well. Right. Have you so, um, have you looked at at some of the newer things that are showing up in uh, results these days? That like you mentioned markup. Have you have you done anything with like FAQ page or is that? I have. Is I that, have. Have you noticed yeah, a difference so, in like click through rates or anything? So one of the things that I that I would like to test real soon here is I would like to start putting maybe three or four FAQs on the individual location pages that answers to those areas and put some structured data on those pages to try to capture the uh, featured snippet in those areas to quickly answer, you know, some, some questions about those locations, like maybe like 
Does this location sell moving supplies? Is this location, um, is this location going, is it a propane location? Because not all of our locations sell propane. Right. So I feel like this would be something like really quick if I'm driving around and I'm it's summertime and I want to buy propane, it's like propane near me and boom, I've got a featured, I've got an answer box, right? Yep. Like the U-Haul right around the corner from you is, is selling propane and I've got my empty propane tank in my, in my car and I need it for this weekend. Yep. So I know, I know Google just, uh, just started doing something with passages. I know there was a, a Google Webmaster Central or whatever they're calling it these days, um, you know, event where they were talking about passages and how brands that, that really don't have the resources to create an individual page for each of those different services could have a single page and talk about each of those things. And Google might end up showing, you know, the uh, and, and link them directly to the section on the page uh, that has that content. But I, I believe they said, if you've already got a page for each, then don't go backwards. You should automatically have, you know, your special page, you know, ranking on its own. The fact that you're doing that, by the way, and looking at a lot of other franchises, they have one, one landing page for each location. And on that landing page, they talk about the different things that they offer. The fact that you've got uh, an actual service page underneath that main location page you're already so far ahead of, of other brands that just haven't taken the time to do that. We did that with um, with Meineke, it was like 2013, and it was incredible watching watching how an oil change subpage or a muffler or transmission subpage or review subpage, um, you know, would would get so much more traffic than that parent page did, um, you know, when everything was consolidated on one page. So it's such a such a small thing, but it does take a lot of effort. Um, but <laughs> One of the things that we noticed made a difference. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that we're doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a question for you. This is kind of a kind of one of those awkward questions. Recently, you asked me about some of the things that I'm teaching at um, UC San Diego and Cal State Fullerton. I'm like, here, take my class, and I, I threw you a, a free coupon to check it out. Um, what are your thoughts on that so far? How 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 um, how helpful is that? And you know, um, I don't know. What do you what do you think of the course so far? I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really like, I'm loving it. You know, it's like, so, you know, we've been talking for a while now, right? And I've learned a lot from you just in our conversations that we have. And it's kind of like when you've been doing this for a while, you just know what you know. Okay. And it's very helpful to go back and take like this, this structured formal class and, and learn where, where things originated from okay. and how, how they got started. So even though I, I knew like about Hummingbird and Panda and the Penguin, like these updates, I didn't really know where they originated from right. and I knew what they were for, but I didn't know why Google was solving for them. And so I'm like, what, what kind of a messed up move is it that uh, these 200 webmasters got together and built this, you know, basically started the link schemes and then oh, the Google bombs yeah. to George W. Bush's <laughs> bio page. <laughs> like, I, I can be honest with you though. When I, when I threw that at you, I was waiting for you to come back and say, you know, I, I do SEO for one of the largest, you know, you know, logistics companies in the world. Um, I was looking at your, your class and here's some things you really need to fix or change. But the fact that you gave us really good feedback was was super humbling for us. And 
you know, I know, I know I've also, you know, where I can, I've tried to give you a few tips, you know, here and there on, on what, um, you know, what we've learned in some of our experiences in multi-location. Um, but I mean, it's like, like, what could you tell, you know, the SEO specialist for the, like the world's largest logistics company and how much value could I really provide? You know, but, um, you know, still I, yeah, I, I don't think that that's like fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because it, I just think that like anytime I've reached out to you and you've helped me solve, solve a problem. So I feel the exact opposite way that you do. It's like, okay. you know, because I mean, I'm sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy, you know, I get like, seriously, when we were in that camping trip, I'm sitting around with like you and Frank and Jim and Arson. I mean, I'm around like, like world class heavy hitter SEOs and I'm feeling and, and Ben Fisher. And I'm feeling like, I just I'm not worthy. It's like I have this like severe imposter syndrome. And then, and Ben is like that night going, don't just like, we all have imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but still it's like, it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's learning from, from some of these other guys too. It's one of the reasons we do it. We share ideas and, and um, you know, and, and learnings and case studies and it just, it helps us get better and, and grow together. And mm -hmm. that support that we get as a, as a community, I think an SEO is, um, I think one of my favorite reasons for being in the industry, but I'm glad, I'm glad I was actually able to give some tips that I thought would be helpful to somebody who I look up to. So that was really cool. Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, so well, before you're we go into my lightning round of questions, does, <laughs> is there anything else that you might want to talk about or tell people who have to manage multiple locations, some learnings or some big wins or some aha moments that you had in, in doing local SEO? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I think that one of the one of the challenges with um, SEO that I've encountered, like working with, um, you know, like at the C level, is like they SEO is like this animal that it's hard to convince people in in other areas that it has it has real value. Quantifying. Yes, because it's not it's not a tangible thing that you can touch. Mm -hmm. It does not have an intrinsic dollar value, but it has an implied dollar value. Right. So how do you how do you explain that to somebody at that at that level so that mm -hmm. they understand and want to invest in things that help you do your job better? So I think that I have been really successful in showing that case to uh, the people that I work with. And I think that it's really important and it's what I have learned that it's really important to not assume that they know what is in our analytics. Right. It's important to not assume that they know what we do, because mm -hmm. I assure you they don't. So if you can sit down and explain that each one of those locations, URLs mm -hmm. generates revenue. And right. if you can show them how those URLs generate revenue mm -hmm. by breaking down the data in the easiest way for them to understand and say, look, this location, this trucks, look, this trucks URL, got this many search searches 
led this many people to our website and the revenue on it was this this many reservations right yes so i i think that that's really important for people to understand don't just don't just go well we need we need to do seo we need to do seo and i think that's what we do is we just we say we need to do seo and they're like we don't have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) you have to be able to show them that seo means revenue even though you can't touch it so it's not like okay so like email marketing right Mm -hmm. email marketing you send out emails people click on the links in the emails drives them to a product they buy the product they check out you have money in your hands so we know that email marketing has an actual revenue driving proof Mm -hmm. same thing with paid ads well how do you make that same darn argument for seo right well that's how you do it you just have to get into your ga and you have to show them this these words led this traffic to this url and this many people made in our case these reservations or these you know bought these moving supplies or whatever and then you're going to have your buy-in for your seo i really enjoy that um that forecasting tool in uh conductor searchlight that's one of my favorites i can pick a category you know if you're categorizing your your keywords as you're tracking them you can drop that category in there, uh, look at your click-through rate and put in what your click-through curve is, um, mm-hmm. you know, put in your average order value or, or revenue estimator, and then it actually will forecast. Say if I move up on average, if I'm at average position 11 right now and I was able to move up to position four, what would that mean in, in additional revenue? So I love, I love that tool when it comes to forecasting. So quantifying SEO for me really hasn't been as much of a challenge as getting buy-in, you know, getting buy-in from the different you know, um, team members to not just on, you know, what it could produce, but getting them to, mm-hmm. to understand it and want to have an interest in it. And I've, I've noticed when I work with developers, if I give them kudos uh, for participating in something, even if it was really small yeah. and it didn't have an impact, suddenly, you know, when you say, hey, by the way, I just want to thank you for putting the time into fixing this broken URL, um, you know, the this particular template that's had this broken URL across it, um, you know, we haven't made any changes except that one thing that you did. And these pages are already generating an extra five hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue, and and part of that is because of what you did. So I'm going to tell everyone on your team and your boss that this was super helpful and um, and just super appreciative that you did that. And they're like, oh my god, could you put that into a LinkedIn recommendation or something? And suddenly For they're sure. your best friend, and you're like, hey, could you fix this canonical tag? Yeah, I'm right on it. You know, and suddenly they're they're your buddies. And if you can make the developer your buddy, you you're you're going to win. <laughs> I have I have made it uh, since our other SEO uh, did leave you all. I have made it a mission of mine to become uh, close partners with uh, our dev team, and that's been a really great relationship. So they have really been just absolutely dynamite with d- doing just that. I noticed that um, somewhere along the line we got a bug and. Um, our meta descriptions weren't being pulled into to our articles. I mean, like our our biggest content generating pieces on U-Haul was our blog articles, right? Weren't being pulled in. Uh, they got that fixed for me really quick. And so now our articles are pulling in our meta descriptions. So that's like, I mean, that's a key. I mean, meta description, you can't be having that not be showing up on your site. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree. Google choose their own snippet, it could be something weird. Yeah, you never know. It's nice to be able to have yeah. a little control over it. <laughs> Well, are you ready for the lightning round of questions? Let's do it. I didn't give you any warning on what these were too. So what are your favorite three SEO tools, Donna? 
My three favorite SEO tools. You already mentioned Search Console earlier, so I'm guessing that's one of your favorites. Search Console, I do love Search Console. Uh, do I just have to say three? I do. I do love SEM Rush. Okay. Um, I I love Conductor Searchlight, um, Search Console, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Data Studio in there with Search Console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can use it to, I can use those two to work together. But if I had to just pick three, I would say SEM Rush and um, yeah, Conductor Searchlight, SEM Rush, Search and Console. Search Console. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm an SEO. You can't live without Search Console. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like that's kind of that's like not even fair. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> not bookmarked on your on your. That's, Chrome like the, that's, not, even a, yeah. that's not even a tool. That's a that's just part of your utility. job. Utility. Yeah. It's <laughs> All right. Well, who, in your opinion, who should we be following in the SEO industry? Well, definitely you on LinkedIn. Oh, I love that. I love that video series that you've been doing the, the 10 days. Uh, I've been following that. Um, days. Yeah. Barry fine. Schwartz. Okay. Barry Schwartz. Um, well, gosh, I, I think I just, um, I follow Andrew Shotland. Okay. Up in, I like, I, I, yeah, I love to, I love to read uh, their blogs. All right. And what about what about that guy from Steady Demand? He's he's pretty interesting too. Yeah, Ben Fisher. Yeah, follow <laughs> follow Ben Fisher. He's really you know what though I, he doesn't post much on LinkedIn, and so I like I read a lot of stuff. I, the people I follow are mostly on LinkedIn. We're just gonna have uh, to call Ben more often for going trips. I think that's the way we're gonna follow him that way. Just yeah, so he's super active on like um, the the Google forums because he's a platinum Google My Business product expert. So he's super active out there, and then super active in the Facebook groups. Yeah. So and I don't, I'm not really active out on the Facebook groups. Um, That's so a pretty good starter list, though, for sure. Yeah, maybe we need to nudge him a little bit more. And then yeah. Dan Goodwin. Okay. What about? Your favorite Facebook and LinkedIn groups. And this one, I know one that we're in isn't even on. Well, I guess it sort of is, but it's got its own thing. The digital marketer organization or DMO is one of absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. That's a, that's a great organization. It's like what? 499 a month. I mean, that's, that's so great. And they've got that advanced search summit coming up that I'm looking forward to if it doesn't get canceled. I'm, I'm, I'm already, uh, tickets ready to go for that one. They, they sell out. So I always try to get in like a year early, but, um, I bought my ticket. I bought my ticket the week after they posted it. Yeah. Is there, um, is there a franchise or, or, or multi-location LinkedIn group or, or, um, Facebook group that you're in? There is, um, let me here, I will open up my page and I will, there's a cup there's a couple of them um there's google my there's a google my business for actually i don't think that there's a, a multi-business a multi-franchise yeah, one I, well I, find one, so I just I stick to the other ones maybe, we, yeah, should start, maybe we should start one <laughs> that's not a bad idea but no then i'd have to get out onto facebook and like yeah and then we'll, we'll get distracted i got you all right one seo myth that that you still see that drives you crazy Oh my gosh. Um, one SEO myth mm -hmm. that drives me crazy. Let me think about that one. Oh, that schema doesn't help you rank. Ah, okay. Yeah, because it does, 
It does affect the click through rates if you look at it in the search results and if people see you standing out more, they'll click on you a little bit more. And over time, Google may infer that you're a better result as long as they're staying on your page. I agree. So does, does it directly help you rank? Google has come out and said, no, that it doesn't. But I think that those of us who pay attention to the data know that it does. Causation. It, yeah. Causation, not a cor causation, correlation, not causation or vice versa, however you want to say it. Right. A great one. Uh, well, in your opinion, what's the fastest uh, way to rank a new page in organic? So your boss comes up to you and says, hey, we need to rank for this keyword. Um, and can you create a page and try to get us to rank? What's your what's your fastest way to get a page to rank in search results? That's a that's a tough question because you know that SEO is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but do you, do you work for one of the largest logistics companies. So actually, my my trick would be in this well technique strategy would be when we get the page up, make sure that we link to it from the home page so that you're passing all the page right. rank from the home page to that page, and you could probably rank for whatever you want. They say um, the Wall Street's uh, Journal can rank for anything within 15 minutes, any really? keyword. Yeah, and, and um, who did one recently? Uh, BuzzFeed did something a couple of years ago where they just ranked the word pickle and their image showed up in the image search at the top, like in nothing. And that, I think it was just like an SEO test just to see how powerful their, their site really was to be able to rank for whatever, you know, single word keyword they could. Well, um, I would so definitely try to, I would definitely try to make sure that I would see what relevant pages internally that it, that yeah. we could naturally link it to other other than the, the home page sure. because I've been really trying to strategize some of our content to see where it natural where the natural pillars are because right. some of our content is um, it's just kind of out there by itself and so we're trying to we're trying to clean it up and align it a little bit better so I guess that's what I would do even though I laughed um, just you have to make sure that it makes makes sense. And then I would probably put a few of the, I would probably put some strong CTAs um, in the internal links towards the top mm. with some strong anchor text on the top of the, of the content. Yeah. Super cool idea. What about maps? What's the fastest way that you would rank a new list? You got a new location and they just opened up. It's a, it's a center and you got to get that center to rank as quickly as you can. What do you do? Well, I would make sure that the, the website link, goes to the proper page that you need it to link to okay make sure that the description has some some really great uh search terms in it so that you know it's it's aligning with you know that it's aligning with what's on that home page the the content there i'd make sure that that gmb profile is absolutely optimized in every absolute way that you can optimize it so take advantage of your your questions and answers because if you don't ask the questions and answers, your competitors can do it. So use that opportunity to ask your own questions and your answers, because really, honestly, the nobody knows that you're the one doing it. They, they don't know that it's the marketer. So that's your that's your best opportunity. I, I think the, the Q&A is one of your strongest ways to start ranking. Um, you know, wow. encourage, encourage those reviews out of your, out of your customers. Um, if you've got products, uh, you know, utilize that, that product feed, make sure that your, your citations are accurate. Your, you know, make sure your address is your, your, what your nap is out there correctly. You know, just, I, I think that, I think that Google, my business profile 
that that whole card is just so underutilized by so many local businesses because it is just a plethora of free marketing and, and you won't use it. I would make sure that you had some really dynamic, well-titled pictures, maybe mm -hmm. a video in there. Uh, show what you, you know, show it's your opportunity to really showcase your business and you know, how beautiful it is. Ask, You're you know, saying be an overachiever in the Google, my business provisioning. Got it. I did. That, so. Yeah. I, you know, you know, who we see. I, I love Google, my business. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I, just, I, I think it's underused. I really well, do. Yeah. We talked about landing pages earlier. What do you feel is, is the number one most important landing page SEO focal point? from title, heading, uh, custom images, um, I don't know, page speed. What, in your opinion, is, is the most important? Um, if you had to pick one thing that you could optimize on a local landing page, what would it be? If I could only pick one, is it customer facing? Yeah, of course. It's Well, it's just, they're going to find it in Google, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the meta description isn't customer facing. Well, I guess it is because it could influence the search. Yep. Um, I would probably optimize. I would probably optimize the meta description. Really? No. Google said in the past that they don't use words in meta descriptions as a ranking signal. You just you, that's you just a talk. lot. That's a that's a myth too. That uh, <laughs> interesting. You're, you're the second person that told me that. That's that's cool. Well, All if right. I you said if I could only pick one, I mean, because this is another place that SEOs really like miss the mark is right. they don't treat their meta description as a free ad. Because mm -hmm. if you look at a lot of the meta descriptions that are written out there, they're kind of like boring and blah. And they're like, they need to treat it like an ad space. Mm -hmm. And they're it's not doing well, that. It, it, it represents the content that's on the page. I've seen a lot of really good descriptions that just got ignored or Google still pulled a snippet from the page because they didn't find the description descriptive enough for what's on the page itself. But that's a good one though. I, I, the second person that told me about a description is you know, a, a Google myth that it does actually have a SEO uh, benefit to it. But then uh, that's a really, that's a hard question, Steve, because I don't think like that. I don't think right. about that one thing I optimize. I go straight down the checklist. Yeah, URL, we all have our URL, title, meta, H1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and I can then- say for, me, for me, it's the HTML title. That's my thing. If I get the title optimized, you know, then I can I can get the, the click-through rate that I want to try to get the, the rankings. Um, hey, in, in your, uh, this is lightning round again, in your experience, what is the best link building technique <laughs> you're a big brand. You don't pick up the phone. And you're like, will you link to me? You obviously don't no. do that. So what do you do? That's the problem. With, that's the problem with U-Haul is we don't, we don't focus on link building because yep. we're so big that people just naturally link to us. Your boss says we need to do some, we need to get some links. You say, here's the, here's the quickest, best way that we could get some links quick, uh, good links. What would you do? I, I, what would I do? Uh -huh. Um, I would hire Wiedemann Consulting. Oh, come on. Seriously. <laughs> you have all of our templates in our course, too. You know what we uh, what we suggest for link building. Um, yeah, my my favorite's just getting getting someone to reference uh, something on our site, like a, a tool or a free um, checklist or something that, you know, where we we put some data out that only we know about, some research that we did. Um, you know, we're we're launching a an actual 
our version of anatomy of a local landing page piece pretty soon uh, based on the research that we did in the food and dining industry. So when we have that up, I hope that it helps the local SEO industry in general and that they reference it and, and mention it. And it's the driver for organic links. Um, I think any of the link building um, opportunities that I have tried to do for one of our one of our 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 entities, which is College Boxes, is I've reached out to some of the of some of the universities and have offered them some articles about you know moving for college and some writing that we've done for them. So I think that and and hoping that they would link back to us because you know that that edu link if, is yeah really get some attribution yeah but yeah. you never ask you never ask for it never ask never ask uh, offer just offer them here's this really great article about you know yep. whatever it is moving logistics all that stuff so eat yeah. is it more important on the website or off of it it's a controversial what topic is? ray talks about it a lot eat eat expertise authority signals right there's that whole quality raters guidelines. Danny Sullivan's like, yeah, that's just something we give to a third party that you know helps us to improve our algorithm over time. Over time, but these are things that you should be looking at. And then um, another one of the Google reps said, yeah, we really look at expertise, authority, trust signals off the website um, yeah. so that we can trust that domain. So if we see a mention on Amazon.com of your brand, then we trust it more than if it were just mentioned on you know Mike's Plumbing info or something. Right. Yeah, I think that that's really important, and I think that's why um, that's why we do we do have some of our some of our supplies and things out there where we are showing up in some other places. Like we've got a store out on Amazon where we do some of our some of our supplies out there and and so whatnot. On page Ready? or important off page? On page or on, off page? Oh, I missed your question. I didn't hear you. Uh -huh. you. I think you cut out a little bit. What is for us? Uh, I think for I think for you, Hall, I think on page is more important. Okay. Because a lot of a lot of the off page stuff we really can't control. Right, and and you're such a big brand that people are talking about you anyway. Um, I, yeah. If we were if we were if I were working for a small a smaller business, I think that it would be both would be really important. I think if I if I were to leave U-Haul, which is not any any time in my near future, I would I would focus on on both, knowing that the off page stuff is a little more out of out of your control. It's not something that you can really control, and it's a much more difficult thing to to reach out and grasp, right? Because you can't, like you say, you can't ask for links. You can only you can only build relationships, right? Right. Yeah. Last one. You're not building, right? <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah. Um, does offline marketing, meaning not on the internet, just like uh, TV, radio, newspapers, help with keyword rankings? That's In your opinion. Of, that's kind of a weird question. I suppose if you're watching a commercial or you're watching TV and things are mentioned, yep. for example, like we've got a moving help commercial out there or a, um, a U-Box commercial that's floating around out there and somebody sees it if they're sitting at a restaurant and they see that, somebody might go out there and start searching for it because they saw it. So I would imagine that that would have some correlation and yet yeah, would help keyword rankings. 
Yeah, we, we've noticed in a few instances where some random competitor will suddenly start showing up above us who's not optimized on or off the, the website and we're trying to figure out how are they ranking so high so quickly. It and, has to be that, okay, but I'm yeah, like, people on TV? TV? <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah the one the one story I like to tell a lot, and, and even a few of the podcasts that people listen before, they know that um, uh, we we heard Robin Leach do a commercial for a competitor of one of our clients, and we looked at the Google Keyword Planner, and we noticed this huge spike in branded search interest for that competitor, uh, and then when it trickled off as the commercials ended and they stopped doing them, the rankings went away over time, but while while people were searching for the name because they saw the commercials, their mm -hmm. keyword rankings went up because they're modifying the query with the name of the company and sometimes different keywords and derivatives of services or products that they were looking for with that competitor. So, so there's there was a little bit of that entity plus keyword uh, correlation that was happening to move that competitor up uh, because people were searching for them specifically by name. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing, but yeah, our, our belief is that that plays a pretty important impact and clients that do exclusively SEO as their marketing channel and don't look at other mediums on or offline, um, you know, don't perform as well as, as those that um, diversify where they're advertising both online and offline. So I think there's a, and some people will say it's traffic, right? That traffic's a ranking signal. I don't think it's traffic. I think it's the fact that people are, are searching mm -hmm. for your brand a little bit more because they you know, the direct traffic is higher because people are looking for you by name and that's a signal that hey you're you're a trustworthy source if thousands of people are searching and going to your website by your brand name so um that's but interesting i i guess to be honest i i i never even thought about it now never had to. You're for you <laughs> right i mean i haven't had to i haven't had to think about it it's like I, this is my this is my job <laughs> <laughs> You know, and we don't we don't do a lot of we don't do a lot of traditional marketing at U-Haul. We do uh, digital marketing, and then we've got the two the two brands that do do some TV commercials. And um, so, well, I'm going to put your LinkedIn up for everybody. So if anyone would like to spam Donna's inbox and LinkedIn. No, don't do that. But <laughs> Donna, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with yeah. me and uh, talking search I, I definitely want to do another where we get a little bit more into gmb and maybe we get into one where we we talk about um we talk about campaign management at the seo level you mentioned conductor and sem rush and um you know there's there's ways that you know large companies have to try to manage um you know how they're tracking campaign performance that'd be a fun one to uh you know to add to our, our future shows for sure if you're interested yeah that that would be great um I have to say, you did throw me some curveballs that I wasn't um, wasn't expecting. It's like <laughs> that's what I do. I'm the curveball guy, right? Yeah. That's, that's why it's you know the unbottled next show where we're solving problems that you're not expecting to get questions for. So, yeah, but you know it's great because now it's like, oh, you know, I had I had not thought about that in a while, so now I need to go back and think about that because I forgot about that. Yep. And everyone who's listening, if you haven't thought about it, go back and do it and yeah. ask Donna for help. You got her LinkedIn. Well, Donna, thank you again for being on our okay. show. We'll, we'll wrap this up and um, okay. well, I definitely look forward to uh, talking with you offline. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.